Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vanden Heuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I am excited and fired up about this week's episode. Boy, you know, if the title of this week's episode doesn't give you an idea of what's on my heart, what God has placed on my heart for us this week, stay tuned over the next 30 minutes because he's really given me something really powerful here. But yeah, the title of of this week's episode is just really so powerful in that. Uh, And the title of this week, this week's episode is called The Warfare of Faith. You know, I was having lunch with a a friend over this past week, and we were talking about just different things that was, you know, going on in the world, you know, talking about specific things. And then we both agreed that there is just a very tangible, uh, a very palpable shift in the atmosphere. Like, you can feel it, right? You know, I've talked to so many people that that are feeling, you know, maybe even just a little battle-weary. They're feeling a little pressure. They're feeling burdened. People just feeling um, pressured on every side and just feeling the weight of where things are at in the world. And, and then, you know, just being able to also agree and recognize that, wow, yeah, there is a definite shift in the atmosphere. It's just, it's heavy. And so I want to encourage you today that if that's you, if you also have been feeling that, that you are not alone. I felt it. And so I, um, you know, have great people in my life that are really grounded in their faith. I mean, you know, we're not talking about, you know, young green bean people in their faith. I'm talking about people that are like saints of God. I mean, they have, you know, been serving the Lord for 20, 30 years or more and just feeling like, wow, there is really something going on in the spirit realm here. And and so I want to encourage you this week that, that yeah, we might be in a spiritual battle Um, Whether we realize it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, we are in a spiritual battle. But I want to encourage you that, you know what, you know, God wins, right? In fact, he's already won. Uh, I know that, you know, we say a lot, you know, I've read the end of the book, God wins. And and yes, uh, I would agree with that. But let's also let's also factor in that Jesus has already won the victory. When he went to the cross, he did a complete work. He left nothing undone. And in that work, he conquered and completely, 100%, fully defeated 
Satan, the enemy, my enemy, your enemy. He is our enemy and uh, he has been defeated. He has been defeated. He is small enough to fit underneath your feet. Yeah, he is small enough to fit underneath your feet. Jesus Christ has defeated him at the cross. He defeated him and he just, he, he is, he is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. I know that he is just really, uh, you know, just roaming around and, and seeking according, you know, to the, to the Bible, seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, he is, he is just really prowling around and he is interjecting himself in so many different ways uh, that I don't even have time to get into right here, but we see it, right? We hear it, we feel it, but I want to encourage you that you are victorious, that Jesus has created you, um, has given you as part of your identity an overcomer. That's who you are. You are more than a conqueror, the book of Romans chapter 8 tells us. You are more than a conqueror. So, you know, as we think about the warfare of faith, something that I do, you know, every fall, gosh, I've had it as a rock in my schedule for, I don't even know, many, many years. I set aside time each fall or maybe even early winter uh, to just kind of go off the grid. Um, I, I want to pray about, you know, the, the upcoming year. Uh, I want to pray over She Rises. Just really, you know, just really kind of pulling away from things in my everyday life that would maybe be a distraction so that I can hear from the Lord, so that I can position myself at his feet to really to really be able to have my eyes opened to see where he is leading to see where he is going so that I can follow him so that I can join him and then really just being able to in that time kind of turn up the volume if you will my my attentiveness if you will my spiritual antenna so that I can really hear what the Lord is speaking, what the Spirit of God is saying so that I can really understand, Lord, this is what you're speaking. Lord, this is what you're saying. This is what you're doing right now. And I want to know those things. And I just have to believe that you want to know those things too. Well, while I was spending that time, I would say a little while ago, I was praying, taking that time. And I was praying about, you know, the upcoming year. This is being recorded in 2021. So I'm I'm praying about 2022. And then I'm also praying about uh, She Rises, the, the annual women's conference that I'll be hosting in May of 2022. God, what are you saying? God, what do you want to, um, what do you want to communicate to us? What do you, what do you want us to know? What do you want us to see in this hour? Because that's what I want to know, right? I, I want to know, Lord, what are you saying? Because, wow, there are a lot of things changing and there are a lot of things that are heavy right now. God, what are you saying? Uh, it helps me to be able to steward my life. It helps me to be able to pray more effectively, more targeted, specific prayers and come at things from that angle when I have very clear, specific instruction from the Lord. Uh, so, I, I want to give just a little bit of context here um, before I kind of lead into what I feel like God was saying to me because I don't want to confuse uh, anybody here. But in the book of Numbers, which is a book of the Bible in the Old Testament, in Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, 
we read of of God instructing the leaders to use like physical trumpets, like literal trumpets, to be able to uh, get the attention of this mass amount of people. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with the Bible at all, you know that Moses was the deliverer of God's chosen people. He, uh, you know, delivered them and led them out of bondage in Egypt and led them to the promised land. Well, Moses, you know, eventually, you know, he dies and then Joshua is is raised up by God and, you know, he takes the charge and eventually leads the people into, into the promised land. But because this is such a mass amount of people, you know, I mean, it's not like we're just, you know, gathering around the kitchen table to, to have a, you know, a leadership planning meeting, (laughs) or it's not just, you know, we're gathering around the campfire here. No, no, no. This was like a mass amount of people and the leadership, the leaders, you know, Moses and Joshua, the leaders needed an effective way to be able to get the people's attention, you know, way in the back, the people in the back, if you will, uh, because their voice, obviously, just, you know, humanly speaking in the natural, it just wasn't going to carry that far, right? I mean, they didn't have speakers, they didn't have microphones or, or whatnot, and so God told them to use trumpets. And so we see this, um, you know, throughout the Old Testament, but I want to specifically look at this passage of Scripture just for a couple of minutes. Um in Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, to be able to communicate and show you that the use of trumpets in the Old Testament was for two main purposes. The first one is a calling or a rallying for the people to assemble. So kind of picture it in your mind. The leader, you know, was, you know, positioned in whatever way, and the trumpet would blow, and that sound would carry through the air and the people wherever they were they would hear the sound of the trumpet and it would it would communicate to them that that they needed to stop what they were doing and kind of rally together assemble together because there was some sort of direction or some kind of information that needed to be communicated to us so okay so that was that was one reason the second reason was uh, for a mobilizing of the people, okay? So you kind of see this step one, step two. The sound of the trumpet is a gathering. Come together, okay? Uh, Because I have some information, some direction that I need to communicate to you. And then after hearing that information, after receiving that direction from the Lord, we are going to move, we're going to take action. We're going to take some steps to to what we are receiving. Okay, so we kind of have that context here. Well, when I was spending some time with the Lord in that prayer and fasting season, uh, you know, just talking, to, or, I'm sorry, praying about 2022, uh, you know, about She Rises and um, different different things in, in my life, not literally, uh, like not audibly, not like, you know, like not like these people heard like the literal sound of a trumpet, but in the spirit, as I was praying and fasting, I heard, I heard like this clarion call from the Lord, like he's sounding this trumpet, if you will, and he's issuing this clarion call, rallying God's people, rallying his people, calling them together, assembling us together for such a time as this, to be able to understand and see current events 
through a spiritual perspective and that rallying together being able to sit at his feet okay sit at his feet because that's where this this uh, spiritual perspective this is where direction and better understanding and being able to being able to get instruction in in knowing how to go forward that's where that takes place it happens at the feet of Jesus. It happens at spending time with him, connecting with him, inviting him into our prayer time. What do you want to show me? What do you want to speak to me? What do you know that I need to see? What do you know that I need to hear? Here's the thing. You and I, we are called to be people fully aligned to the kingdom. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Let's not forget that, okay? We are living in this world, yes. We're getting in our cars, we're going to work, we're going to the grocery store, we're you know, engaging in our day-to-day lives, but we're not of the world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We are people of the kingdom. We are people of the kingdom. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. But while we are here, we are called to be agents of transformation. Agents of transformation, advancing the kingdom of God, the kingdom principles in this world. And so I really felt like I could hear just this clarion call from the Lord. You know, he's rallying us together as people to, you know, to be able to uh, hear what he's saying, have our eyes open, and then begin to, uh, to mobilize and begin to take actionable steps in that which he is doing. Our eyes are open. This is what he's doing. I'm going to follow you, Lord. Part of that mobilizing is us taking the power and authority given to us through Jesus Christ to exercise our faith to speak to mountains. That was kind of a mouthful. (laughs) Let me repeat that. Part of this mobilizing that I really feel like the Lord has been showing me is us, you and me, taking the power and authority given to us through Jesus Christ to exercise our faith to speak to mountains. Speak to mountains. And I'm going to give some biblical support to that in just two minutes. But I want to read a really great quote, a powerful quote from a man named C.S. Lewis. And if, if that name is new to you, can I humbly encourage you to do whatever you can to... Um, to get your hands on some of his teachings. He's authored books. Um, I think that there's even devotionals that he has written. There, you know, do a Google search. This man really received a lot of revelational insight from the Lord. Uh, and it, I mean, he's, you know, living with the Lord now. He's long gone. But um, the, the things that he has written and has been passed down here, even in, in our day and age, is so applicable to where we're at right now. But this is what he said. There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. Let me repeat that. This is from C.S. Lewis. There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. How powerful is that? I mean, that is some some spiritual perspective there, right? 
That is having our eyes open to recognize what's going on here. That opens our eyes and offers a lot of support to we're in a spiritual battle. You and me, we are engaged in this in a spiritual battle. I want to look at a teaching that Jesus gave in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, that is this teaching about something that he spoke to a fig tree that had been withered. And I I want to use this example, this teaching that Jesus gave to reinforce and encourage you that you can engage your faith, that your faith can have a really powerful confession and engage in this spiritual battle. So in Mark's Gospel, chapter Chapter 11, I'm going to read verses 12 through 14. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, they being the disciples and anybody else that was following, he was hungry, he being Jesus. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And in verse 14, In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. I want to emphasize one small word here. Just a two-letter word that is incredibly powerful. And then I'm going to circle back to it. He said that he spoke to it. Okay, keep that in the forefront of your mind because we're going to spend, pull over and and just spend like a minute on that because that's really powerful as you and I begin to go forward and apply what God is saying to our lives. So in this same chapter, Mark chapter 11, down a few verses in verses 20 through 24, he teaches, gives a teaching on what he meant when he spoke to this fig tree. He says this, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And in verse 23, he goes on to say, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you will have them. Okay, so here we see that he repeats that really powerful two-letter word, to. Okay, he's telling the people, speak to the mountain. I think that this is really important because it's easy for us to get caught up in, you know, just talking things, um, talking things to death, right? I mean, like we talk things over and over and over and over and from this angle and, and you know, round this way and over this way. And, you know, we, we, we just talk, 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 you know, and, and Jesus says, okay, there comes a time, really what he's saying, there comes a time where you need to begin to speak to it. You need to talk to it, right? You need to apply your faith to it. You need to engage your faith to it, right? And I think that as it comes to, as it relates to, you know, just even seeing this revival take place um, and continue to spread throughout our 
throughout our world and just really beginning to uh, just foster atmospheres uh, in our homes and in our churches and in our gatherings to see the glory of God and his signs and his wonders and his miracles be made manifest in our presence and in the presence of other people's lives because you and I know and scripture supports that when when the Lord shows up he brings all of who he is with him and these signs and these miracles and these wonders they're for a, they're a sign to the unbelievers and they point people to Jesus Christ right okay well what happens is we sit around sometimes and we have all these meetings and we engage in all these conversations and we try to come up with this perfect plan of how we're going to how we're going to see these things unfold but eventually we have to just begin to understand that we are it <laughs> we are the people like it's okay we we've, we've talked this thing over and over and over now it's time that we take some actionable steps, right? If we go back to uh, that passage of scripture that I shared at the top of our at the top of our episode together here from Numbers chapter ten, I mean it's like we the people we've spent time at at the feet of Jesus, right? Our eyes have been opened, we are, are awakened, and we're aligned. Okay, well the next part of that is activation. He's mobilized us, but it's not being mobilized to just to just continue to sit and have conversation. It's time to, because our eyes are opened, because we've been awakened, and because we are aligned to see. Oh, I I see where Jesus is going here. I see where he's leading. I've heard the word of the Lord because I've spent time at his feet. Now I'm going to take some steps toward that which he is calling me to do. You know, that I think that it's really important to, to also remember that as we apply speaking to the mountain, speaking to these obstacles, speaking to that spirit of fear, speaking to that spirit of hate and division that is just running wild in our society, that this isn't a formula or somehow begging God to answer our prayers. I, I really want to emphasize that because we are not beggars. That isn't how God created us. We are not designed. God didn't intend for us to pray um, prayers that are that are almost sound like we're begging God to change things, that we're begging God to move. No, no, no. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. We are children of God. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, seated in heavenly places with him. That's who you are. That's who I am. That's our identity. There's Beggar is nowhere in our identity. It's not found. You can, you and I, we can, we can, you know, look under rocks and we can pull things back. It's not there. <laughs> it's not there. We are not created as beggars. And you and I, we don't have to pray prayers that sound like, like we're begging God or somehow trying to convince him or twist his arm as a, as a way to somehow communicate just how important it is to us that we see this change or that we are desperate for a change or that, that we're really serious. God, I'm really serious about this and, and look at me, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to you know, do these things in my faith. No, no, no. Remember the Bible says that man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. God sees your heart. 
God sees your heart. You don't have to beg him to intervene in your life. You don't have to, we, you and I, we don't have to beg God to bring change in the world. No, no, no. That's not how we are created because we are children of God, co-heirs with Jesus, seated in heavenly places with him. So there's something so powerful as, it, as we think about opening our mouths and speaking out the word of God, speaking out our faith in in these different areas of our lives and in our world. I could just spend, I mean, weeks. I, I could do like an entire series, um, you know, several weeks long, you know, just recounting all the different passages of scripture to support that there's power in the words that are coming out of our mouth. But for this week's episode, I want to highlight a few that are, that are really uh, pertinent to what we're talking about here this week and in uh, the next four weeks uh, episodes that we're um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a preview into but if we look back at Genesis we see God telling Adam to name the animals he gave Adam the charge to do that he told Adam open your mouth and I'm paraphrasing here open your mouth and name these animals we see Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel, you know, we see God telling Ezekiel, open your mouth and speak to those dry bones. Speak to that valley of dry bones and tell them that they shall live. Tell them, command them to come together, that the sinews, that the that the that the tissue, that the muscle, that they're gonna come back together. Speak to those dry bones. We know that the Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Um, The book of James chapter 3 speaks about the the power of the tongue. All throughout the the Gospels, Jesus' earthly ministry, he addresses this, the words that we speak out of our mouth. And, And certainly when we look at his own example and how he modeled this for us, I mean, when he was being tempted by the same enemy that you and I have the devil what did he say he said it is written and then he spoke out the word of God he said it is written and then he spoke out the word of God wow what an example that he left for you and I in the power of our words the warfare of faith and and being able to speak out words of faith listen listen you and I You and I, our words, the prayers that we speak, they have power to shift atmospheres. The book of James tells us that they are powerful and effective. That's who you are. That's how powerful your words and your prayers are. This is faith's confession. This is the warfare of faith. This isn't a politically correct type of faith. This isn't a blab and grab type of faith. This isn't a a watered down, you know, uh, I just want to, you know, kind of itchy ears type of faith. No, no, no. This is a it is written type of faith. This is a, yes, this is fact. This is how I'm feeling. I, you know, I'm not going to put my head in the sand and, and pretend and deny that this world is, is really hard to live in right now, that I feel the weight and the pressure of this world. We are all feeling it, right? I mean, let's not deny it, okay? Let's not deny the facts that this is how it is, that this is the world in which we are living. We're not denying that. 
That is a fact. But let me tell you that that when you and I understand that the kind of faith that we have been called to have, a faith of it is written kind of faith, that that means that you and I, we can say, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, but I'm going to be a woman of faith. I'm going to open up my Bible and I'm going to pull out the Word of God and I'm going to follow the example of Jesus Christ and I am going to say, it is written. And then speak the word of God. Speak the word to that mountain. Speak the word out of your mouth to that obstacle, to that spirit of fear, to that spirit of hatred, to that spirit of division, to that spirit of of just godlessness and and a loveless society. Speak the word of God out to um, anything that, that that is trying to come against you and war against you. You have spiritual authority given to you by Jesus Christ. I hope that this episode is bolstering you in your faith. That was just the direction that I felt like the Lord was laying upon my heart in um, in the next four weeks. This being the introductory, the kickoff, if you will, to the next four weeks. I really believe that the Lord wants to encourage you and, and help you to be bolstered and emboldened in your faith, especially in this hour that we are living in. Uh, over the next four weeks, we're going to take a look at four specific people in the Bible that really lived this out. Um, They were living in some really difficult and challenging times in their own um, in their own lifetime and when we look at their uh, at their example and just the world around them in in the days that they were living in I mean wow they really parallel to where you and I are at in this world. So over the next four weeks we're going to take one person uh, each week we're going to start with this woman named Abigail powerful woman of God. She made the best out of a difficult situation and took a stand for what was right and God honored her. I I just really want you to know that as you take a stand, God will always honor you. As difficult as it may be, he understands that it's difficult. He understands the pressure that you're feeling. He understands the weight of your decision, you know, to take a stand and he will not only defend you, but he will honor you. Um, we're also going to take at take a look at the woman uh, named Esther. You're probably very familiar with her, but this woman took courage and didn't stand back in the midst of a crisis. She took a stand in her faith. She was a voice for the voiceless, uh, and her obedience made a way for other people. Wow! I mean, what an encouragement right there. When you and I decide, you know what? I'm going to take a stand here. I'm going to take a stand in my faith. Who is on the other side of your willingness, your obedient yes to the Lord to take an obedient stand? Billy Graham said said that, um, you've maybe heard me if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, I've made this, this mention of this quote that Billy Graham said, when one brave person decides to take a stand, it stiffens the spines of other people. Yeah. And that's what leaders do. Leaders go first. Someone has to go first. And you and I, we're leaders. That's how we that's 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 how God sees us. Those are his thoughts towards us. 
You and I are a leader. That's who we are. And so, wow, when we think about when we think about maybe other people that that are also wanting to take a stand, but but you know they're kind of wondering is you know does anybody else feel this same way? Is anybody else feeling this pressure? Is anybody else feeling the incredible weight and burden of this world? And they're just kind of waiting. Is you know will somebody else go first? And and wow. So when you think about that. When you think about engaging your faith in this spiritual battle that we are in, and you say, you know what? As for me and my house, we're gonna take a we're we're gonna serve the Lord, we're gonna take a stand and stand our ground. You watch as people also begin to stand up and and follow your lead. That is incredible. As you follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life, as you follow the leadership of God the Father, as He is directing you. Other people will also see where you're leading and follow your lead, and it will be encouraging and bolstering of their faith as well. We're going to take a look at another woman named Deborah. She was fully aligned to godly principles and refused to be shaped by the political situation in her day. Come on, somebody! I mean, can you please nod your head and give a big old amen, sister? I mean, right? We are living in a day and age where, wow,、uh, you know there are some some really godless systems in place in our world, and and when we look at at this woman Deborah, she refused to be shaped by the political situation in her day, and instead, her strong faith helped others find hope, freedom, and peace. This woman of God rallied the people and led them in victory. Wow! Oh, I'm so excited about this series. And then finally, we're going to look at another woman. She doesn't get a whole lot of space given to her in the Bible,、uh, and and interestingly enough, not many people even. Really know who she is because we don't really hear a lot about this woman named Hulda.、Uh, let me spell that for you. Her name is Hulda, H U L D A H, and her story is found in Second Kings and in Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four. And even though maybe she doesn't, you know, get a whole lot of whole lot of time <laughs> given to her. Make no mistake, she was a very powerful woman of God, and God used her life to effect change in the day that she was living in. She was a great messenger of God, and her leadership ignited religious reform. Wow! Yeah, do we need some reformation in our time?、Uh, yeah, we do. Do we need some? Godly leadership in our world, yes. Do we need some godly decisions and and godly laws put in place?、Uh, yes. Wow. She understood the tension between God's mandates and was not afraid to speak truth even when it was not popular. I mean, wow. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at this woman who you know she doesn't get a whole lot of spotlight, but wow, she. Uh, was not afraid to speak truth when truth was not popular. Does that feel like twenty twenty one to you? I don't know about you, but when I speak the truth, the truth that I find in the Word of God, the truth that we are talking about here, you know, even you know, it is written. You know, well, what is written? 
the Bible, the truth. The, the the Bible is the truth. And when we take a when when we take a stand, I, I don't know about you, but there's been different things where I have stood for truth and I've gotten some pushback. There is some opposition to what you and I hold as values and to what you and I consider as truth. And the truth being what you and I read in our Bibles. And so the story of Huldah yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really encouraging and bolstering of our faith, right? All right, so uh, a couple of things, if I can humbly encourage you. Number one, do you know someone in your life, family member, coworker, whoever, that also needs some encouragement in her faith? Someone that you also know, maybe you have been praying with this person, maybe you connect with this person from time to time, whatever, maybe they've reached out to you and they have shared with you that they feel really discouraged and um, and just battle-weary in their faith. Can you share this week's episode with them and encourage them to, to subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, so that they don't miss the next four weeks of this of this series. Because, listen, we are better together. And I am honored to stand shoulder to shoulder with you. And when we decide, you know what, we're going to follow what the Bible tells us uh, to encourage and lift one another up and edify one another. That's what uh, that's what Hebrews chapter ten verse twenty five says to not forsake the assembling together, um, because when you do, you that's where edification and encouragement comes from. Listen, this world is is it's hard right now. Life is hard, right? The world is is heavy right now, and we need one another more now than ever. We need encouraging and bolstering uh, of our faith type of message. And so, do you know someone that could could benefit? Their faith could be bolstered and benefited um, by listening to this week's episode, if nothing else, to just encourage them that they're not alone, right? That they're not alone, that, look, sister in the Lord, look, um, sister in Christ, we're with you. We're engaged in this battle with you. We're standing shoulder to shoulder with you. We're um, we're, we're going to help lift you. We're going to help encourage you because we need one another. We we were created for community. So I would be so honored if you would share this uh, with, with your people. And let's get the word out. Let's let's encourage one another because that's what um, that's what we're called to do, right? All right. So be encouraged uh, this week. Be spurred on in your faith. Know that you are not alone. That it is heavy. We're all feeling it. But you know what? Victory is ours. We are more than a conqueror, and you are not engaged in this in this battle alone. You have sisters in Christ. Sisters in Christ standing shoulder to shoulder. Don't take the don't take the bait, uh, the lie that the enemy wants to bait you with that you are alone, that no one understands you, that no one else feels the same burden, the same pressure that you do. That is a flat out lie. We're all feeling it, and so we need to rally together in the spirit here the clarion call of god to rally together to mobilize and then together pick up our swords be fully dressed in the armor of god the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness the sword of the spirit the shield of faith the 
the belt of truth and the the feet of peace, the shoes of peace, and engage together in this in this battle, right? Faith's confession, the warfare of faith. I'm so honored to be standing with you. All right, take care and I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.